You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for what is the first day of a shortened trading week because of the Youth Day holiday tomorrow in the Republic of South Africa. With me for the opening on a Monday morning is Nick Kunzer from Sandland Private Wealth. And um, around about midnight, as I always do, as a sicko, uh, have a look at the S&P, how it opens, and uh, just sort of try and get an idea of the feeling. It was down about a percent, and then it went down to about 1.4% fairly quickly, and I went to bed thinking, ah, no, it'll just, it'll just claw its way back. But has it clawed its way back? Not a bit of it. And this thing is down, what, nearly 3% now? Yeah, Lindsay, good morning. Yeah, good morning from a, from a, a chilly Johannesburg, and, and I guess a, a chilly feel in the market's about a 2 um, we have, as you said, a shortened trading week. But uh, this morning, if anyone thought that uh, the little the brief bounce we had on on Friday night was anything to go by, that's that's, that's long being forgotten. Uh, there's been stories of uh, an increase of of uh, cases, that is coronavirus cases, obviously uh, infections rising in the US and China. Uh, looks like there's another part of China they're trying to quarantine as well. And and I saw a number about the number of cases that have spiked um, over the US. Uh, 22 odd states, all increasing uh, in numbers. Uh, and then this morning, uh, I guess the cherry on top, some really sort of uh, uh, manufacturing numbers out of China that missed, um, you know, I just get that feeling that maybe that, that sell-off we saw on Thursday is maybe the pretext of things to come. And uh, I mean, this week we can chat about it later, but this week is a crucial week for the markets. Yes, it is a crucial week for the markets, actually. And I wouldn't like to be going into a day off on Tuesday on the JSC anyway, uh, long of, of, of the market, because it does have a sort of ominous feel about it. And as we were saying off air just a few moments ago, it's all about timing. It was as plain as the nose on your face that this was going to happen because of the lax attitude and the probably pressure from business groups on, on certain politicians and also the people just getting fed up and starting to break the rules. So they said, OK, we'll relax the rules so you don't have to break them. Uh, European countries opening their borders today, nine of them, uh, Belgium just around the corner from <coughs> me, etc. And it just seems a little bit premature. I don't think people are taking it quite seriously enough. And everyone, other people will say, well, it's got to be, there's got to be some collateral damage, so let's get on with it so we can get the economy going. I'm not so sure. There's arguments on both sides. There's arguments on both sides. And, and, and I mean, this debate uh, of relative to you know the amount of fertilities out of, out of this virus, whether to, to how many people are going to be affected by poverty or a rising inequality, I don't know. And of course, again, once again, the conversation whether it's going to be this V-shaped recovery and L-shaped recovery and all the rest of it, we don't know. Um, but but again, I think this week is going to be a very interesting week because, um, you know, we've got this massive gap, I call it a gap, anyway, between, I guess, this froth in the stock market and, and, and the gloom of the, the stricken economy. I mean, it was only last week we had uh, the Fed and Congress I mean, literally, I mean, Mr. Powell signing extremely downbeat on the forecast for the economy and how long it's going to take to recover. And on the one side of it, you've got uh, stocks and retail investors piling into the market and, and the NASDAQ hitting 10,000 just on that Wednesday night. Mm. So I think there's a real disconnect between what I call this almost this effervescence of the stock market and and this almost the reality on the ground floor. But as I said, this week will be interesting. We've got Microsoft on Tuesday. We've got all the banks reporting this week, American Express, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley later on uh, before the U.S. opens today, Bank of America tomorrow. Um, we've got Netflix out this week. So I just uh, finally, I think, we'll get to see, Lindsay, whether or not this uh, the actual the numbers equate to 
to this uh, certainly the expectations that have, that have been priced into this sort of I think quite an expensive market. Let's have a look at the um, yeah. I'm just looking at the screen and I've actually got goosebumps looking at it because um, this is a Monday morning. It's like the Bob Geldof song, the Boomtown Rats. Okay, we've got the dollar rand at seventeen twenty eight. We've got the British pound against the rand at twenty one fifty seven, and we've got the euro rand at nineteen forty two. So the rand under extreme pressure, one and a quarter percent down against the US dollar, and over one percent down against those other two currencies with the euro dollar. Dollar's a little bit firmer. It's one twelve forty. On to the Dow Jones. Just going back to Friday, if I can. Dow Jones was up. Yeah, wasn't it? Was that a one point nine percent move? Yes, it was. Thirty five hundred points. Though. Yeah, one point. Yeah, one point three percent higher for the S and P, and one percent for the Nasdaq, but just to counteract that, the Dow Jones features now down over 800 points or more than 3%. So it's erased all of Friday's gains plus another 350, 360 points, something like that. The gold price is suffering as well. It's down $11.50 to $17.19 an ounce. Platinum is down $7.5 to $8.07. Where's Palladium? Pretty much in line, down $9 currently, $1,910. Okay, uh, I want to look at um, iron ore, if I can. Have you look at the Dalian Exchange and tell me where iron ore futures are, please. Okay, so iron ore futures, let's have a look here. Obviously a proxy for the, the world's manufacturing economy and steel production, etc. That's the reason I'm asking for it. Uh, yes, so currently we have iron ore futures, I'll give you the real-time price. We do have some numbers out as well. Um, so iron ore futures are currently down just uh, just a percent at the moment. $103.65 a ton. Uh, apparently there is a number here. I've just got a headline here saying markets are awaiting the week release of Chinese port inventories. That's due out on, on Tuesday. Mm. But other than that, it's down currently a percent at the moment. Crude oil, I've got West Texas mm. uh, down 4%. That's quite a big one. It's down at $34.79. And I've got Brent crude oil down two and three quarters percent only, uh, only, uh, or a dollar oh six to thirty-seven dollars sixty-seven. So oil obviously having a bit of a go as well on, on, on the downside. Bit of a dark mood this morning. Let's have a look um, uh, at um, stock exchange news service announcements. Discovery coming out with the trading update, I think. Uh, it did, and unfortunately, not a good one. Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, when is the time to to tr- introduce a new bank into the southern hemisphere? Oh dear. Uh, this is not the right time. And I mean, they're talking about uh, normalized earnings uh, between five and fifteen percent uh, up uh, before the potential future impacts. But then the real number for me: basic earnings per share <clears throat> are expected to be between seventy and ninety percent lower. And I quote, due to the uncertain, the potential volatile conditions caused by the pandemic, once again, Discovery, the new addition to the known dividend club, will not be recommending the payment of ordinary dividends. So very somber, downbeat message for for certainly one of our sort of highlighted, uh, I guess, disruptive companies that have always looked at the, the brighter side of life. But Those are big numbers. And, and, and as, soon as, they put up big that, numbers. They, as soon as they put up that fancy Google-style building in, in Santa, you knew what was going to happen, of course. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I actually wrote a piece a number of years ago after they announced that after they put their building up. Um, you know, you got the, the the sort of the high building syndrome. You know, its, it's history is littered with it. We could go on and on about the different hedge court, uh, HQs that have been put up, but that stock was 188 rand a share. Uh, when they open those doors, and when now it looks like we are battling to hold on to the hundred rand level, so a huge, mm. huge um, sort of loss of shareholder wealth certainly in the last two years, almost yes. uh, yeah, almost yeah. halved. 
Oh, a lot of it has been this year, of course, but it is quite disturbing. I suppose some people might say, well, the Ping An investment is uh, is a double-edged sword. It's obviously good because that economy is opening up and will continue to open up once all this ghastly business is, is over. But on the other hand, at the moment, it's, uh, it's, it's something that might drag it down. Possibly. They've also got a huge, uh, their version of, of vitality, the South Africans would, would know about it. Um, their version of vitality, which they have in the UK, has been quite a big success story. It's turned around quite a bit. Uh, from being lost making to profit making and uh, apparently of one of a driver of their business. But I mean, my concern with this share is, is you know, financial services and a, a business is one thing, but to launch a bank in this environment where financials and banks are certainly a proxy to health of economy, you know, we're going to have a huge contraction in GDP in South Africa. And I think they've thrown, well, no, they've thrown billions and billions at this. And they haven't fully opened up that bank yet. I just almost feel sorry for them. Their timing is dire, and it's going to it's going to take a huge amount of faith to to launch a bank in this environment, especially in Southern Africa as well. Yeah, it was a cross-selling thing. I've always said that. I thought they've got so many products, mm. and what you do is uh, you know you start with one product, then you introduce another one, and then you phone up and say, uh, Mr. Kunza, uh, I notice you've got this policy with us. Would you be interested in this? And then it, it carries on from there. And I think that's what they were thinking of. And also, it's an incredibly innovative company. Company. And, and no, it, sure. it, it'll always do well in a good environment, but no one does well in this environment at the moment, unless you're Amazon. Okay, RCO is on the up to 0.8%. Clix is up 0.6%, and Sassel is up 0.04%. I mean, that, that, uh, there aren't even five on my, on my list to the upside today. On the downside, I've got Fashini, or TFG rather, down nearly 6%. Mr. Price down 5 and two thirds percent Discovery that we've just been speaking about, down 5.5%. Sibania Stillwater down 5 and a quarter, and Woolies is down 5.2%. So it's more or less all red this morning. More or less all red. It's a little bit uh, Aspen Pharmacy, I guess, that, that sort of... Um... Uh, maybe almost that defensive nature coming through that stocks up just two percent oh, uh, at the moment. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, another. I don't know. If you, I mean, African Rainbow Capital Investments. That's the uh, investment arm of Mr. Motsepi. That's up two and a half. But other than that, it really is a red, red day. And interesting to note on the downside, as you as you read them out, um, all the sort of retailers, consumer facing, uh, as you've seen, I guess almost a almost a sympathy and down with with potentially another lockdown that we're seeing with the viruses picking up around the world. Yeah, S&P is rallying, S&P futures rallying a little bit now. They were now down nearly 3% when we started this conversation. They're now only down 2.6%. Uh, so a little bit of buying coming in probably as Europe starts to kick into gear. What are the JSE indices after 45 minutes of trading? Okay, as you said, you bounced a little bit off the lows, but we're still down 2.6%. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading the S&P here. Hold on a second. On the JSE All Share, we are just off the lows. We've been down three. We're down 2.88%. Uh, 52,092, the All Share, that key 52,000 level. Uh, and the top 40, you're down 3%, uh, 1,400 points down. Uh, and we look at the different indices. Really, as you pointed out, hardly anything in the green. On the downside, uh, telecommunications, 0.4%. Technology shares two and a quarter percent down. Financials, I guess, leading us quite a bit lower. That index down three percent, and industrials having a tough session as well, three point three. And basic materials with the bank with the uh, the miners also down quite a bit. That index down three point five two percent. Nick, thanks so much for your time. That was Nick Kunzer from Sandland Private Wealth. That was the opening. Nick will be with me this evening for the five o'clock shadow, and who knows what that will bring. S and P now down two and three quarters percent against all over the place. Very choppy indeed. 
The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.